Welcome to another episode of Not Cool. I have a very cool guest actually today who I think is so funny. Um, you're a brilliant stand-up. Thank you. Uh, you were featured on Comedy Central multiple times, actually. The last time I saw you, you were in New Faces on Just for Laughs. Mm -hmm. And drum roll, please, you're now a writer on Hacks. Yes, I'm a writer on Hacks. <laughs> like, it's so fun. It's my favorite thing I get to do. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite shows. Yeah. It's nominated for like 17,000 awards. Thank you. Even e a Grammy. E yeah, we did. Get, we egot it as a show. <laughs> we're the first streaming show to ever egot. Really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> He's the most gullible person on the planet. No, no. I just was trying to be funny. Um, yeah, I wrote for Hacks. We finished the third season a little while ago. Yeah. And they're now shooting is shut down for the strike. So we'll see when it comes out. Okay. Are you affected by the strike? I am in that. I, I'm, you know, I'm here in Los Angeles, California for mm. our job. For It was yeah. like going to be 10 to 12 weeks. And we were in like our ninth week and it shut down. Oh, my God. I don't yeah. know why that just, I just connected because I've, I met. Pat, yeah, in New York. Well, I know this is where you're from, but yes. I, I met you officially at Just for Laughs. Yes, I remember seeing you on stage in Austin Moon Tower and oh thinking you're so funny. Yeah, I was like, I'm obsessed with that person, but we never met. Oh my god! Yeah, uh. did you go to the Spirit of Moon Tower? No, I was supposed uh -uh. to, but didn't. Why didn't you go? It's my job. Okay, the writing job that yeah, you're yeah. here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh my god i feel like i'm not being funny already i'm not I, gonna bring that energy can i say something i'm not gonna bring that energy in bring it in honey no, okay, I, energy, energy get in here <laughs> bad no. energy get in you're here you're, you're the third lady of the, sh of the show i love you because you're just you know what you kind of if my brain had a body like it was uh, when i listened to you because i've listened to multiple podcasts that you've been on uh -huh. and also you have your own podcast yes. with kat cohen uh-huh um, seeking treat seek treatment. Seek treatment. Seek treatment. Yeah, I yeah. always get some sort of. It's impossible. It's, an, it's impossible. It's not the name of actually anything I find. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was listening to multiple podcasts that you've been on, and it's so funny because eventually, in a part of the podcast, you'll say, "Oh my God, I'm not being funny. Yeah. Am I not being funny? Oh my God, did I say too much? Did I?" <laughs> oh my God, say too much is like. Well, that's what's like, seek treatment is like, you know, some would call it diaristic. Yeah. And so it is tricky because sometimes it is like, oh, I don't want everyone to know everything sometimes. You know what I mean? Sure. Or like, like I was single when we started. Then I was like in a pretty mm. long relationship and then I broke up. And like, you know, sometimes it's like and then even now I'm dating new people. It's kind of like. You know, a really wise woman once said in song, and the wise woman from the story is actually Taylor Swift, and she says, and I forget which song at Midnight's, but um, she says one ly lyric is, "Romance is not dead if you keep it just yours." Okay. And so sometimes I don't like to. Um, sometimes I do worry I say too much or something. Yeah. You know what I mean. But you don't. Like, <laughs> You're like you don't say anything. <laughs> you don't. Because I feel like I, my reaction to you is how people would probably react to me when it. That's yeah. I just relate to it. It's it's oh, genuine and it's you like it's transparent. You say what you're thinking, but it's always the worst part of your thinking. Totally, totally, totally. I know. <laughs> I, I do think there's so much. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you just have to talk and hope something funny comes out, and then you kind of notice if something doesn't, and you're like, oh geez, Louise. You don't but even have to say anything funny. I know it's true. Swear to God. I think of that. It's like people are just like in their cars, not wanting to feel alone, <laughs> and just by the act of existing, um, yeah, I'm giving them that. Yeah. So that don't. Yeah. You are innately 
funny person. Thank you. Like you really just kind of there's comedians that are like that and there's comedians who are more intellectual that they there's a whole like writing process. And yeah. You even said like that you write kind of on stage. You just repetitiously. Totally. Yeah. Right. I do. That's I do. That's why I think the pandemic was like challenging to me like yeah. i think i lost a little bit of that part of my brain yeah and like we're all kind of as a community still waiting for that part of my brain <laughs> to kind of come back as a community. <laughs> i don't identify as having written a joke in like 15 years yeah. but whatever <laughs> it's totally it's yeah i don't know i did you do speaking of the pandemic did you do zoom shows like zoom stand-up shows you know i, I mean, tried it yeah i tried it and it wasn't ultimately my journey okay did you <laughs> I, think I, did I felt Once? so crazy I, I almost checked myself into a psych ward afterwards <laughs> i was like i feel so crazy right now i need to be locked up before i harm myself or others after that experience I think that's a stable approach <laughs> Yeah. I did too. I did it once. I mean, I literally held a banana <laughs> as a microphone. And then I beat my head in with it afterwards because I was like, I literally, I cannot. I am such a person that even love, if you're not laughing. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you're so also, I, what I admire so much when I watch you is like, your physicality is so funny. A very physical person. It's so fun to watch. It's uncomfortability. Yeah, it's wiggly. In it's, the, wiggly. it's so fun. I have a blast. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it seems to work for me. Yeah. I, it's all nerves. Uh-huh. And I get um, more self-conscious be- to stand still. Yeah. Because I, I love comics who can do that. Who yeah. can just stand there and rip jokes i know i think we always want to be like the ones that we're not do you know what i mean oh for sure like i'm like i wish i can go to like a coffee shop and sit down and like <laughs> kind of get to get to the jokes and i just i can't do that but i also love like yeah. being electric on stage you know what i mean yeah so you can't always have it all oh no totally. and that's a quote and that's a line from sex in the city <laughs> so you know it's true i love how many times you bring up sex in the city and all of your podcasts you're like i'm kind of like samantha I, but now i'm more like i know i'm not even like a huge sex in the city fan but it is such a fun reference i guess i was yeah. i was back in the day i would get all, all of my hungover days yeah i would just lay down in the basement on the couch and just watch i would have the at the vhs yeah like collection totally. in the box yeah and i would just watch it over you know over. one of my rock bottoms was um <laughs> lying in like my busted brooklyn apartment like drunk like running out of money like running away from the world eating like i only had i was eating only like ramen that comes like in those cups for like 75 mm-hmm. cents making it and sometimes i would crack an egg on it and felt like truly a chef and i would bring it into my room into my bed and put on youtube on my laptop old episodes of the sitcom reba and watch a reba eating ramen and drinking and like hoping that i would somehow get money soon and that was when i was like things need to change soon but they would get worse before they got better oh my god i relate to that why was there always a show that we would put on like repetition that would make us feel somehow because it's like comfort seeking I totally comfort yeah Reba can be really comfort-seeky. That's so interesting. She's so mean to that Barbara Jean. I never watched the Reba show. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I watched, um, oh, what's the one? It's close to that, but um, it's all Southern women. <laughs> Isn't it called Southern women? Uh, <laughs> Designing women. Did you oh, design. It? No, it's really but old. I, want, I got kind of dry. You know, I'm 34, yeah. which is like in some parts of the gay community, 
old. Ancient. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and, but like I was talking to, I was on another podcast and they brought up, it was like during season one of Hacks. So, and Jean Smart's on Designing Woman. Yeah. True? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. But, and they were like, have you designed, seen Designing Woman or something? And I said, oh, I remember watching that on like Nick at Night or something. Yeah. And then I remember like when the person tweeted the episode, like people were like, I love this young gay saying Designing Woman. And I was like, thank, I was like, honestly, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 But I auditioned for this thing the other day that was like didn't didn't book it but didn't want it. Yeah. But not that I didn't book it. Yeah. And it was like we're doing a I hope this is okay to say, but they're like, we're doing like a thing, it's for digital. <laughs> and it's going to be actually a trivia contest between one team that's old gays and one team that's young gays. So we want you to come in for it. And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds like an amazing piece. And um piece. one thing I just had to ask and I just I'm like I am confused in terms of just what team would I be on as a 34-year-old, but I would have been on Young. Oh, my God. You I, made it. I, I was asked to audition and did not receive the part of Young Gay, which is really cool. <laughs> like, can I audition for the old kids? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to be, like, the hot one on the older team than be, like, the older one on the young totally. team. Totally. You know? You're like... 1,000%. Yeah, I'll just be a 10 on the 5 team <laughs> rather than be a 5 on the 10 team. Yeah. Well, how are you... So you're... A New Yorker, like you're originally from New York. I'm well. People would get mad if I said that because I grew up on Long Island, um, which is like not some people, not New York, but it, like it's close enough. Yeah. But I was in New York my whole twenties up until like truly ten weeks ago, yeah. and I've always been a li- well. For the last couple of years, I've been a little back and forth, mm-hmm. but um, I've always been like, I'll move to LA for a job. And then I did get hacks and I was like, cool. But then that was Zoom and I was like, okay. And then kind of every season when hacks came back, I would kind of do the rounds and say to kind of my barista, I was like, well, I'm probably, probably off to Hollywood soon because after all my shows coming back and and the pandemic's kind of winding down, so we probably won't be on Zoom anymore. So this might be one of my last coffees, but thank you. I will always remember you, bitch. And then I get like truly a Zoom link on the mail. And I'm like, never mind. Like, I'm still here. And <laughs> like you're telling your baristas, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but this I just this job I just worked on was in person, so I came here. Now I want to stay here. Okay, so yeah. that's where I saw you on Instagram that you were around yeah, here. I know it's so embarrassing. I find to like <laughs> always be posting your stories that you're looking for a sublet. Why is that like my I, lot in life? And you always think like I have so many friends. Yeah. Surely I'll post in in ten seconds. I'll get one. I'll delete it. But it's not like not in LA. Yeah. Not in LA. It's what do you think about it here? I think I like it. Or I think I'm ready for a change for sure. Okay. Um, but I like it. I think if I had a car, that would feel so powerful. I've never had a car. You don't have a car right now. I don't have a car right now. I mean, this was like a ten week trip, so I wasn't gonna like buy a car. But if I moved here, I would buy a car. Yeah. And I think then I would be happy. Yeah. I think if I had a car, I would be happy. Yeah. Don't you think? It would be easier. I don't know if happy might be an overstatement for anybody yeah. these days. Yeah. Not personal to you, just for anyone. Totally. Um, But definitely be more useful to you. You would be more comfortable. Yeah. I think it's my thing right now where I'm like, if I had a car, you know how you like just decide like this is the thing I need to like change everything yeah, about make myself. You happy. Yeah. yeah. If I just like I'm 12, I'll be happy. <laughs> I just need to get this thousand dollar serum and then it'll work and then I'll be good. One thousand percent. But yeah, I'm, um, so yeah, I think I want to say where, sh- where would, if you were someone like me, where would you live around here? Well, where are you staying right now? I've been staying in Silver Lake, which I like. Oh, we love that. I know. I like Silver Lake. I think I have Silver like. Silver Lake is called the Brooklyn of LA. I know. I have like a bit of a resentment against it for no reason, <laughs> but like, 
listen, I'm a creative, but just because I'm creative doesn't mean I have to live in the Brooklyn places. I think all Brooklyn people are, are deeply offended that the, anything would be compared to on the West Coast to Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I have that makes sense. One thousand percent. And it's not. It's like if you go to Brooklyn and you go, you see Silver Lake. Silver Lake is one corner of Brooklyn at best. Totally, Brooklyn's so big. It's but huge. I have no loyalty to Brooklyn. Yeah. I but I li- I did live there for a long time, and but I never have. I think like the same part of me that was always like, you know, I never lived in like Chelsea or Hell's Kitchen or like yeah. West Village or like the gay places in New York. It's a million dollars. There's one million one dollars. Square yeah. foot apartment. Yes, mm. and so I think I'm just always like, well, maybe I'll stay on the West Side this time. It just never happens, and I'm o- always end up in Silver Lake. Yeah. So I feel it's made me want to live somewhere else or something. Silver Lake's amazing. It is amazing. It is. It's good because if you're not local to LA, <clears throat> Silver Lake is, it's like you're 15 minutes from everything. Like totally. you have down, except for the beach. It's like 45 minutes, know, but, but who goes there? I don't care about the beach. See? Well, where'd you grow up? In Kentucky. Cool. Yeah. So no beaches there or there are beaches there? Um, there's you, no. <laughs> I'm d- As you might have guessed, I'm dumb and don't understand where things are. No, Kentucky's super landlocked. Yeah. We have a river called the Ohio River, but it's super brown and it looks like mud water. And uh-huh. we're pretty sure half of Kentucky's dead bodies are in there. Oh that was God. like the rumor growing yeah. up because it was so dirty. Totally. You cannot swim in it. Yeah. Um, but you go there like, tan- is tanning important to you? It was growing up. Of course. Of course. If any landlocked place where there's yeah. seasons, yeah. there is a tanning bed with a line out the door of every yeah. high school girl yeah. um, who's going to burn. Totally. Like, you know, like, or they get a pre-burn before they go. <laughs> yeah. I've been running shirtless around the Silver Lake Reservoir, and I do think I've put together some kind of a base town. You look good. Yeah. I feel, I feel good. I've been trying to lift weights. Okay. And where are we lifting? So do you a uh, kind of trendy gem? <laughs> where? Um, Barry's? No, well, I oh, do. That's well, not, yeah, that's no, not no. Overworked. Well, Barry's was my story for a long time. Okay. Six weeks. Barry's was my. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's was my story for about six weeks. A long time in LA time. In so many ways, I grew up at Barry's. Um, <laughs> but um, and I do like Barry's. You're in and out. Like the mirrors look make you look. It's all red. So good. Yeah. And I have my favorite trainer i will shout her out my favorite trainer at barry's is this woman they always on the app tell you like their name and their last initial yeah so i will i will take a bullet for this woman <laughs> like 1000 i'm i'm jumping in front of traffic for her mercedes O. i've know? totally heard of yeah i've never listen yeah is it in hollywood the hollywood yes. barry's yeah i've seen mercedes on my little schedule mercedes O is like hysterical to me <laughs> she'll say things like um she'll say like I want those um, shoulders should be above your butt. Some of you are tossing it back like it's Friday night. Oh. <laughs> Shall I straddle the bench like it's your man? And I'm like, yes, Mercedes. Oh. And, and on her mix, always um, at some point in the class, bad bitch clock will come on. And so she, when it comes on, she someone asked me what time it is. And I'm like, what time is it, Mercedes? Oh. And she'll be like, bad bitch clock, planks. <laughs> I have so much fun. Like, like she could, she could start a cult, and you'd be like, "I'm in." I would. I'm so recruitable. Like, <laughs> and their baby, their miniature cult leaders. Totally. The, the really good fitness instructors. Totally. Our baby. People live and die by, and I've never gotten that until Mercedes own yeah. when I was like, yeah. But um. Well, they become famous. Like they're like like ever since uh, Peloton. Yeah. Like they're now these famous yes. iconic. 
Like, yeah, they're going to Lollapalooza. I'm like, who the f- you just they're fucking on, teach spin? I know there's spin teachers that are on Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. yes, I've seen two seasons of, <laughs> and I and no, I don't apologize for. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> go in. It's okay. I would love to go on that show. I was gonna say, what, if, was it a dream to go on that show? You know, I think it might be. I think I would need to work on. Um, so I'm really coming up against something, which is that I'm the least flexible person in actually the world. Okay, I'm so not flexible that I could barely walk downstairs and I could barely like hook up with another person okay. for the movement that that does require <laughs> do you have to like aid? i mean a lot of times like how should i phrase this um a lot of times if you're kind of being receptive <laughs> a lot of times a person might put like their, your leg on their shoulder sure. and i have to kind of cut it at the <laughs> leg. i'm like we, we can't do that like we don't have that option <laughs> my leg doesn't bend that way unfortunately you're not alone pat that's not like is a- that because in like a lot of times people are really Doing that in porn, even, in and, porn, but even in mainstream films, I guess you're not. <laughs> <doing that. laughs> I mean, like in Cirque du Soleil, okay. everybody's well, doing that, it. That makes me feel better than other people. I'm thinking everyone else has got their legs up on the guy's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm not a flexible person. Okay, so like cool. even doing yoga, I'm like, ow, like it's a lot. That. Yeah, it does help. But this new gym that I've been going to is kind of trendy. It's like I feel like a lot of people go there, um, but it's like. On the, it's in like Silver Lake, kind of. Okay. Maybe Echo Parky. I don't really un- understand where one ends and the other begins, but it's called Pharaohs. Pharaohs. I was going to say you go to Pharaohs, Pe- huh? Yeah, it's like it's working a huge for me. gym. I think if I moved here and really started going there, I think I could really be hot. Are there a lot of hot people in there? Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's a mix. It's a mix, which is beautiful. Yeah, a but, mix uh, of yeah. unattractive people and attractive people. <laughs> Coming right? together and getting their sweat on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that I me- I remember I used to work out at um, Bally's. I don't know if you remember wow, Bally's. Of course, when of it was course. in West Hollywood. And it was so, like, I wanted to get better, but it was so hard because whatever it was geographic the location yeah everybody's hot like yeah. but everybody was hot and they yeah. were all they they all knew like the right they had matching coordinated yeah um like gym wear yeah and their sh- like, yeah shoes were like white white yeah i'm like bitch did you just what you know i know some people like that i'm like how do you do it i wear my pajamas yeah i wear like i'm a big runner so i'll wear like running stuff to the gym yeah and so sometimes I do have like cute little running pieces that pieces that work. <laughs> I love to say pieces. Yeah. When did you? You're a huge runner. When, yeah. When did you start running? When I was like 13. Okay. Um, for high school, I was going to like a large high school, and my mother, I think, thought that I would not make friends, uh-huh. and because I had one friend in elementary school, and he was going to a different high school, and I was like, all right, bye, like I'll see how this goes. <laughs> And so uh, the cross country team famously like didn't make cuts. So my mom was like, "You're doing that. Like you're just doing that." Mm-hmm. And I was so bad at it, like so bad. Yeah. And uh, I was not an athletic child. And like, I don't know why I still did it because I hated it so much. <laughs> like I literally hated every second of it. Yeah. And then at some point sophomore year, I just was like, "Wait, like I don't hate it." And then I just started getting like a little bit faster. I was never like good at running really. Yeah. But I um, was right into it. And I have had phases of running like high mileage, whatever. And I kind of just went through one of those phases. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do that and weightlifting at the same time because you get so tired. From like doing long distance and then you go? Or which yeah. do you get tired from? Weightlifting? Um, just the combination. Like oh, in, in the winter, I was running like 
truly like I had a couple weeks over 90 miles which is like high for me yeah and I raced really well I raced once and it went really well and then I moved here and it was like harder and I was like working more and like then I got like sick I, I got sick at a Taylor Swift concert here in, in, LA? Las, in Las Vegas in Las Nevada. Vegas like corona sick no it wasn't corona it was like an upper respiratory system <gasps> but I was like walking back to the hotel with my friend yeah and um <laughs> i was like oh my god it's crazy how cold it can be in vegas like and i had said that before because it was chilly but then like then i was like wow this is crazy it's like 30 degrees i'm so cold and then he was like i'm not cold and i was like oh no and i had like a, a huge fever that's how it starts yeah but it wasn't corona it wasn't the flu it was just like an abro anyways i didn't run for like two weeks because of that okay we didn't go to the hospital or anything did you i went to an urgent care inside of a mall inside of las vegas inside a mall yeah which was open 24 hours with slot machines in it while you waited <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i went i went home like 400 dollars you brought home four hundred dollars yeah, and a respiratory and a respi chronic illness yeah, and and some <laughs> and some real medications. <laughs> did, did you bring your friend home? Your yeah, quotes? My, yeah, I brought my friend home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. I mean, I don't love that you got sick. But I know. Yeah, but it's running. I guess you know. Well, since you've been in LA, because this is a thing. Yeah. Like, do you feel like you've started focusing more on like being health conscious and looking good? Well, I've always had like a pretty problematic obsession with like how I look, I think. And so like, you're like, I don't see it. <laughs> but I, I could say the same. I think you're great. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that like, I've, it's, I've, since I've always run, that's always been like, I guess I, yeah, I guess like, you know, I'm sober yeah. and I have yet to meet another sober person here in Los Angeles who's also gay who does not do CrossFit. Okay. And so it's like, or some form of functional fitness. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, yeah, we're going to do that. Like, <laughs> we're not going to be the one gay sober guy that doesn't do functional fitness in Los Angeles. Like, we're not going to tackle yeah. that this year. <laughs> yeah, the statistics are low. Like, yeah. They're low. Just, yeah, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. And there's a lot of that here. Yeah. And I didn't think I would be so influenced. But then it is fun once you start. And, like, it's fun. I do enjoy what I like about running, like, athletically is, like, trying to get faster and, like, pushing your limits and, like feeling you know stronger after a couple of weeks of doing something so I could kind of like use that in weightlifting and then like I feel like I can do that and then get like really strong or something yeah and I think that would be good well do you think it's like do you think it's an addictive thing like oh one thousand percent right yeah yeah Right. Well, because you mentioned that you're sober. Yeah. I'm also sober. It's yeah. A little bit how we met. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I always let, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, but I'm open to talking about whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, how long have you been sober now? Six, almost six and a half years. Six and a half years. Yeah. How long have you? A long time. A long time. Yeah. 20. Wow. A long time. So did, so were you using and drinking when you first started doing stand-up then? I was doing, kind of, I was doing, I, I got my start, I hate that this is part of my story. Tell me the story, how you got started. I got my start doing improv at UCB. I did my, I got my start doing improv. You did? Yeah. Where did you do it? In Second City in Chicago. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't know you were Chicago. Yeah, I did a little UCB here. I've never done UCB here. <clears throat> yeah. Well, even in New York, it's not what it was. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so I did that, and then I kind of noticed, like, I don't know. Then I started, I, I was also, I started doing improv as like a closeted 23 year old who was like, um, struggling and like, yeah. and then kind of like came out when I was 25 and then was like so drunk and so high for like 
two years. And at some point during those two years, uh, I did stand up at some, like, randomly. Yeah. And then when I got sober, I left New York. I lived, like, on my parents' couch for, like, a year. And I was like, I, I'm not doing comedy anymore because that didn't go well. And then when I started... Did it not go well because you were drinking or did it not go well because you felt like you bombed on stage and n- then you drank? No, it was like, yeah, it was the... It was... It didn't go well because, like, I just connected it with the part... I was like, it didn't go well because I'm living on my parents' couch. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I went, yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah. this is where it all got me. And got so, it. like, I had... I couldn't separate the two out or something. Yeah. And, um... And I was like, I want, like, a normal job where, like, I have an apartment and, like whatever and so I'm gonna try to do that maybe or I just didn't know I really was just thinking about staying sober the first year like truly and then I started doing I was like my parents were on Long Island so I'd go into the city sometimes and I was like I'm not gonna go into the city for an improv show but I would do do stand-up and then and then I just started doing all stand-up and so it's kind of like around when I got sober it's kind of when I started doing stand-up really in earnest but I had done it in the past yeah but so when you got sober did you do like did you do like a program right away or did you just do it on your own i did a program but not like i remember like i was so broke i didn't have insurance and i remember like desperately wanting to go to like rehab with like an infinity pool or something like that you know what i mean totally (laughs) yeah i was i was open to it a regular (laughs) pool event but i i was like i don't know how to do that i I went i definitely went through a phase where i was like i i knew that like I think I had tried a year before yeah. and I even had tried program stuff then, but it like I was living on friends couches then and I wasn't in one place and I was still trying to do comedy. It just didn't click or something. And so then there was like one more truly hellish year and that was like, I need to find a way to stop. It. I don't know how to. And like I had tried a program that's free, but I was like, I don't think that was helpful. And then I went through a phase where I told everyone in my life I was moving into a sober house. Yeah. Didn't know how, didn't know what that was or like where do you, you get in one. I was just like, so I'm probably going to be moving in. It was like me with the bruise. Hi, please. <laughs> you'll be probably seeing me in a sober house since that's where I'm going soon. And so, please meet me in a sober house whenever you want. I'm so excited about the sober house. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I um <laughs> I love that you always put your imaginary strand going. of hair behind your ear when you tell these lies. I, when I'm assuring someone of my lies, my delusions. And um I love that, but it's like the delusion of going into a sober living. I it's know. not even like going for a vacation in Tahiti for I a little know. bit. For so, yeah, why was that my like line? It's um so good. And then I remember, I think I probably still thought that. I had kind of like, you know, as we all do, like an ending. And I was like, yeah. okay. And then I had, I was home alone because it was Thanksgiving. And I was like, it was like the day after Thanksgiving or something. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to really stop this. And I was like, I will go. I knew from my previous little bout that there was a meeting behind my high school yeah. and I was like I'll just go to that one just today and then I'll figure out how to get into my big famous sober house <laughs> my big hype house but but make it sober and um <laughs> and then uh, it just worked that time and then I was like okay I'm not gonna go back into the city I'll just live on this couch and like I'll just keep going and then I did that for like a year plus and then eventually saved up money and like got a sublet in Brooklyn again and then was like back in Brooklyn and then I was like really pursuing comedy in earnest again. Yeah. 
Yeah. But so what did your parents think about you? Because you were 23 when that no, kind of started? No, I was 28 during that. I was 23 when I started improv. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. I was 23 when I started improv. I was 25 when I came out. Okay. I was 27 when I tried to get sober. Okay. And then I was 28 when I, like, did get sober. Okay. Yes. All right. Sorry. And, but they were... No, no, no worries. But they were, like, around. But they were... I'm one of six kids. So, like, <gasps> oh my God. you never... They were just like, it's too many things. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, you're gay and you're like trying to do comedy, which what is that? And like, you're always like on drugs. And um, <laughs> so maybe pick one of those three things. <laughs> pick something and be good at it. I don't know. Either be yeah. broke, be gay, or be on drugs. You cannot do all three. <laughs> Where are you in the lineup of six kids? I'm second. You're second. Yeah. Second to the oldest? Second to the oldest. Oh, my God. And so are you? most of your siblings still in Long Island? Everyone's, e- almost everyone's in New York. Like, <laughs> my older brother is on the Upper West Side. My younger, then I have a brother in, um, like, Carroll Gardens. There's one of those types of Brooklyn's. Yeah. And then I have a brother in, like, who's, like, 24 and is in, like, Hell's Kitchen, but in a straight way okay. and then um i have <laughs> a sister who's like finishing her fifth year of like college or whatever like uh and then my and i have a sister who's like a senior in high school oh my god you have a sibling in high school yeah that is so wild yeah does she think you're like so old um she well she has down syndrome my youngest sister yeah <clears throat> okay so it's like a little bit different but yeah. um I, she likes me. I think she like doesn't quite get like if she she loves like celebrity culture. She loves teen culture. She loves yeah. like all <clears throat> all that type of stuff. So like um, she thinks it's cool that I'm like if I'm ever like near a celebrity, she thinks that's like very very cool. Yeah. Famously on New Year's Eve, you know, one of my friends is Bowen Yang, who yeah. uh, was presenting at that like Molly Di- Miley Dolly like ball drop thing, and we yeah. were. And we were all on vacation in Miami, like some of my gay friends. And so we all went and he like presented whatever. And we were like uh, dancing and like randomly they were like filming like bumpers. So they wanted like a bumper of like Bowen and his friends opening like a bottle of champagne and being like, ah, so like we did that. But then they showed it on television. <laughs> so my family like saw it and it was like my sister, like I think short circuited. She's like, oh Aww. my God. And then she like, my mom said, she like kept FaceTiming me and she was like almost in tears. She's, like, I, she, Cause she was watching it and she saw the famous people there and then my mom said she like went into her room and lighted her in bed and was like, I just want to be famous. Oh my <laughs> God, that's the best. I know. I think she's, she also like, if she, if she, any like kind of gay person that she, like if she'll be like, you remind me of this judge on the X Factor. There's just, you remind me of him. Like anyone gay I remind her of. <laughs> that's amazing. So are you super close to your siblings then? I your am, family? I am. That's the one yeah. thing about moving here that's a little bit like, huh, is like. Yeah, I'll, I'm going back this weekend for my um, brother's wedding. Okay, my older brother's wedding. Yeah, so I'll see them all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it, you. You come from a. I think I heard you say a Catholic family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And you were were you raised in like Catholic schooling mm-hmm. all 12, 12 years? I twelve guess? years. Yeah. yeah. For you. Yes. Yes. That's how I know. That's <laughs> Did why you love I, it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like I loved it because it gave structure. Yeah. And I wore, you know, we wear uniforms. Yeah. And so I'm such, I, there's no way if I went to public school, 1000%. the outfit situation alone. Yeah. Even today, I, I can't sartorially, like, I don't know what story I'm telling when I'm 12. I don't yeah. know what to put on. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I was all stressed out and overwhelmed is an understatement yeah. as a kid. Um, so that's the one thing that I, that I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't. And it was all girls. It was all. Well, I would have struggled if it was all boys. Girls. Yeah. Which it just kind of took out that other factor, whether it was like sexual attraction or not. It just took out this whole other set of another human perspective I had to think about. Totally. Because girls honestly don't give a shit. Like we would come in, you know, with zit cream on our hair. Barely, I mean, oh, the I love that. I love a scrubbed out, like, super scrubbed. Yeah. Like the only ones who were hot were the hot girls that are still hot girls today. Yeah, but for the most <laughs> part, that wasn't the norm. You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody was like, "I don't give a shit. I have to be here from you know seven thirty to three. We're just gonna bang it out." Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had the rule of like you know two inches above the knee. Uh, oh, at really? most yeah, yeah. for our skirts. Yeah, but I went to like we would staple our him on yeah. our thing like yeah. we're animals yeah. <laughs> you know so i think like i'm i'm grateful for like the structure and the simplicity of it totally i maybe i would i you know i think when i was in high school and elementary school <clears throat> like straight boys are to me so scary yeah like and and but like i always like literally i will always remember being like my y'all remember my one friend <laughs> i remember being at his um, house and I was like we were just chatting and I was like saying how and I like killed it with girls like <laughs> killed it with girls but like the boys I could not I was like what is an example something to say to this person like I can't yeah. even think of a sentence you might say to this person and so I said to I said to my friend I was like you know something I'm noticing about myself that's so interesting is that it's like really like much easier to talk to girls than boys. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, that would mean you were gay if that was true. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's why it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish maybe if there wasn't girls in the picture, I wouldn't even know. Because I was always like in this torture spot. Like I obviously want to go like hang out to like gaggle of gals, like <laughs> yeah. laugh my ass off and giggle out. But I was like, I have to like pretend to like play flag football with these people. It's like, how? Did you like overcompensate by super butching it out? Like really? I, I w- butch... I, Butch could never describe what I was, but like, I I definitely I remember because I was like going to college when like Facebook just came out, yeah, and it was a thing of like, um, like once you got your college email, you only could get Facebook, <laughs> and so I was like, I remember like in like July getting my like college email and starting, and I remember being so self conscious about how many girlfriends I had versus how many boyfriends I had that every single day. I would count how many girl Facebook friends I had and how many boys. And if there was too many girls, I would start unfriending them. I'd be, I, as if someone's going through my feed being, oh, there's another girl. Mm, that's interesting. That's quite a high number of girls for this young straight boy. I love <laughs> it so much. So self-consumed. I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. But I also, I would speak in a very monotone voice. Yeah. I don't think I would have seen Butch, but I probably seemed like very sexless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, ambigu- ambiguous. Is yeah. Is that I'm looking for? Yeah. 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 Well, it's probably a, a safe safe space to stay in. Totally. Because then nobody really probably bothered you about either one. Yeah. I it was a, It was a series of, like, always talking and then, like, yeah, I didn't speak for all of freshman year. I literally did not say a word on school grounds for all of freshman year. And I just kind of, like, observed and was like, 
how do these people talk to each other? Like, I don't, I still was like, I don't know how to talk. And I feel like, but I also was like a runner. So I was on the track team and I was just like silently running with these straight boys, like for like, you know, an hour plus every day, like listening to them chat. And I feel like in sophomore year, I finally started to realize, okay, it's like, oh, these are the types of things that like they would say. These are things they would never say. And then sophomore year, I came in strong and was like talking and like saying sentences. And like they were like, I I will always remember being on a run and like someone said something and I like said something back. And they like laughed really hard. And one one of these straight guys was like, he's so funny. Like he never talks, but when he does, it's so funny. And mm. I was like, a high like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like we'll chase that dragon for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. And um and but but then I think there's like missteps because it was always like saying things and then like every once in a while you slip up and someone's like, That's a gay thing to say. And you're like, mm. you're like, yeah. And then like, you just know like never say that again. Like never say that again or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's in- I mean, it's interesting. Um, so it's interesting what we hold, yeah. like what we remember and the things that we c- cannot remember for the life of us. But yeah. um, just those cutting remarks, especially about our personal sexuality, yes. or just our person, yes. who we are. I yeah. have those too. But it's yeah. if you, you know, it, it, it's just the human brain, what it holds on to, what it chooses to hold on to, and what it completely I know. erases. It is interesting, like... <clears throat> Because so much of my, like, I'm sorry I keep coughing. Sweetie, you're fine. Okay, am I talking too much? You're crushing. Okay. You can do the whole podcast. I can chime in with one word every, nobody Absolutely wants to hear not. from me. No yeah. one wants to hear from me. They I'll, do. I'll tell you that much. Oh my God, I, <laughs> who's interviewing who? <laughs> I swear, it's amazing. You're perfect. Um, you're perfect. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You are too. Thank you. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> it's not. But I say, because those, again, I remember the first time I made somebody laugh. Yeah. Just like you remembered that time that he said that, you know? Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to trace that dragon for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because um, I remember that. And I also remember a very cutting thing that that Joey, we'll call him Joey, yeah. said about me. Yeah. That has never, and it it really kind of drove my internal life for the rest of my life until like yeah later. can i ask what it was or you, you oh know? i don't care yeah no one do the the, the the mean one or yeah, the both. when i made people some money that <laughs> the mean one first was we so we wore this was grade school we were probably like third grade second grade uh-huh and when i was younger i was like chubby-ish yeah same you know yeah like i also ate ho-hos for yeah. breakfast and yeah. i ate pizza squares like yeah. fuck off with <laughs> yeah. potatoes and green you know what i mean like totally and so, because that was never a thing in my family. Like, if you're healthy, fucking great. great. Yeah. And so, um, and so we wore these little uh, uniforms, skirts, and I would pull mine up really high. But I guess at that time, I had like a little baby fupa, uh-huh. <laughs> which was probably baby fat. Yeah, it's literally every child. Yeah. Literally every child. But for, so I had it up there and all, you know, the hot skinny girls who yes. were eight, you know, they wore them on their hips and stuff because they were thin, like really, really thin. So it just fell there because yeah. it had to stop. Their hips stopped it. Yeah. And so, but I didn't have that body. I was always like a little athletic, Yeah. you know, bigger build. And so for whatever reason, so anyway, he called me the Pillsbury Dough Girl. <gasps> yeah. No. Because I had a little floop. Like oh a little, like a little <laughs> thing, but it oh, just... Oh, children are so mean. It's so scary. It's so scary. And not only that, but the hottest girl in school delivered that message to no, me. Yeah. That's a movie. Oh, it's so... The things that happen in grade school are so... Be- that's why... 
man, like kids at that age, that's a spike of to- your meanness. Totally. It's the spike. Yeah, there's it's no. Un- they don't have the thing that's like. Kids are a little sociopathic where they'll so, they'll say things so. they'll know it's like so hurtful and they'll yeah. be like, I don't care. Yeah. Kids will do that. No conscience. <laughs> None. Yeah. But you know, but like so that happened and and then, you know, I went on later, obviously, you know, addiction, eating disorder, yeah. the whole this oh, whole I, body dysmorphia yeah. situation. I mean, could based on because obviously Joey was in the popular kids club. Yeah. And he made this statement. So his statement, you know, he's better than me. Yeah. So he must be correct. Yeah. I'm chubby. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. So like, and I'll never forget it. And then, which is so crazy. But then in the laughing thing is I remember we, did you ever do young authors? No, it's that. (laughs) What's that? Yeah, young authors are on strike as well. No, it's like a, it's like <laughs> a, <laughs> they, it's a, like a, a club where you, um, write stories, right? When you're really young. And that sounds you, so fun. You make books, like book covers for them and you submit them and people win. Uh-huh. And so we had to make these book covers out of cardboard and like a fabric that you got to choose that like your mom chose. Right? Uh-huh. So in art, in art class, this is where we put the book covers together and you use water and glue to kind of paper mache them down. That was so fun. Right? And so I had finished mine. I was kind of good in art, so I finished mine early. And I was like <laughs> walking around assessing everybody. No, I was just walking around socializing <laughs> with everybody. And I remember this girl, Carmen Woodson, she had a bubble, like an air bubble in her cover. And she was so upset. Because uh-huh. you could, should. Be I could see that being really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it's like sheets. It's yeah. like you have to just flatten it out. Yeah, and I would be the person who had the air bubble. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Upsetting because yeah. everybody else's was working and she was crying. Ah, uh, poor Carmen. And poor Carmen. Yeah. And I loved Carmen, and I remember telling her, and I would started like playing with the air bubble, uh-huh. and like it would just move when I played with it, and I was like, "Girl, you have the only cover that is like." that you can play with that that's like interactive this is dope (laughs) and she's for whatever reason however i said she started laughing and but that was my moment i was like oh she feels better like she stopped crying yeah and that was like the chasing the dragon for me i'm like oh my god you feel better yeah i remember wait this is just one more like horror story of like one thing i will remember for the rest of my life like it was like senior year of high school graduation party and there was like this one kid who was like friends with all my friends, but I could not crack him. And he like also like, I don't know what your experiences, but like for me, like closeted, I was like there, I know like f- there's certain people I do not have fooled and they know what's up and like, and I have to stay away from them. And he was like one of them mm-hmm. and all my friends were close with him. He was on the track team, but he was a sprinter. So yeah. there's a cultural divide. <laughs> and um, so he was having a graduation party and he had had us over his house. Like I'd met his mom, whatever. She was a super nice, super sweet woman. And we were standing around in a circle talking and there was like a lull in conversation. And he looked at me and was like, my mom thinks you're gay. <gasps> And I was like, what? <laughs> I like, laugh because when you hear like words like gay and mom, you just assume it's a joke in high school because those are the main words in a joke. Yeah. And so I laughed. Like, no, I'm not kidding. My mom like literally thinks you're actually gay. And everyone was like, look at me. And I was like, it's so you can't. It's so hard. It's like, oh, this is a grown adult woman who has nothing to gain and, and who is right. To give her her flowers. Like she is right. And there's like no coming back. I remember being like, oh, this is like such I'm in a corner here. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of like laughed and then like someone else said something and it was over. But I'll, oh, that was like the worst. Yeah. 
What do you think that's where your comedy comes from though? Like do you think that's where like your brain started that the the track that it was on of kind of holding things in like all the tension that you had inside that yeah that you started thinking of ways to you know relieve that for yourself probably and others maybe probably a little bit of that and a little bit of like classic like um truly thinking there's nothing about this will be so like over dramatic but like thinking there's nothing about me someone would like unless yeah. i could like if I could make them laugh at just this like crystallized, like this is a good thing that you mm -hmm. got from this interaction. Yeah. And I think I always was like, in lieu of adding value other ways, I could like try to be funny or something. Or yeah. like if I get you to laugh, almost like a diversion technique or something. Like if, I, if you're laughing at this thing, you'll never get around to like actually thinking about who I am or something like that. Yeah. It's strange in 2023 because it's like, comedy has gotten so gay and like people and like gay is so good and like i just was in cvs yesterday and they they queered skittles there was a skittles bag and the skittles bag actually stood with gay rights and um <laughs> yeah. that was really cool yeah. but it's hard because like so much of my mm. like literally for 15 years the only thing i thought about like every day eyes up to eyes down like the only thing i thought about was like i am gay and no one can know and that mm. was my entire internal world but, like, now it almost feels, like, irrelevant. Everyone's like, kids don't even have to come out anymore. Like, and so I'm kind of like, huh, well, I'm still affected. <laughs> <laughs> and so what I talk about is going to be that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it yeah. feels almost, like, irrelevant now or culturally irrelevant or something to be, like, so it's just an interesting point in human history. Yeah. No, I've 100% I've thought that because it's amazing to me. Because yes and no. Like, yeah. there's gay comics that talk about you know any anything in their life that is you know quote-unquote gay or whatever yeah and it but it's still difficult to do that in some areas of the definitely world yeah let's just stick it to our country totally um it's still really hard where when i like i watch or i've been the one on stage where i'm like is this still <laughs> A thing? Are yeah. we? St is this still causing yeah. agitation in you? <laughs> yeah. What are you? It is 2020. There are big. There's bigger shit to talk about. Like yeah. there's bigger fish to fry than who I'm. So yes and no. Yeah, like, I and know. I yeah, I guess I do because I have toured a little bit, and there is like a weird. I did um, <laughs> I did this uh, really quaint, cute town in Colorado, Fort Collins. Mm -hmm. Have you been there? Yeah. I haven't been there, but I know where. There's that venue. Everyone, I feel like everyone's doing it because they have like all of the and the venue was great and they like were really great. Um, but I remember, but there was like a review afterwards because it was like I was headlining. It was like in the um, featured and the host was like a lesbian and a trans woman and then yeah. me and then like the reviews were like I just think there should have been just some normal people like and if there's not gonna be normal people then you should like say that when you sell the ticket. I was like so true. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. So there's like little like things like I guess there I get when I travel I guess I'm always kind of like oh I hope everyone's kind of cool with it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just it's kind of the different the lens always changes the the areas. I mean, wherever you're going to go throughout totally. the country of like, oh, how accepted am I? How, oh, you know. Yeah. And you always want to give people the benefit of the doubt no matter where you go of like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. Like who cares? Totally. You know, cuz in Los Angeles <laughs> Yeah. And New York, both, Yeah, totally. The, there's just more diversity in in everyone. Yeah. So it's easier for us, but do you tour a lot? 
I don't. I was, but I ha- I haven't since. Um, yeah, my mom. My mom got sick about. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But about eight months ago, so that kind of ever since then, and I've been back in Los Angeles. I've I've started this new yeah. venture. So no, not really. Yeah, I can't quite tell if I like it. There's some things about it that I really like, but there's some things that are hard. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of isolation. Yeah. And there, there's it's a, lot a lot of, of energy to keep going through the airport and like, yeah, it's a lot of energy, different time zones and stuff. Yeah. But did you, and I mean, did you, would you do it again? If somebody I would, I, I did like six weekends in a row while I was on the hacks room of like going like oh, away shows and then like being in the room during the day and like having to fly around oh, like yeah. the hacks hours and then like do however many sets over the weekend and then fly back to New York. And that was like really exhausting so and so much. i kind of said like when i'm in a room from now on i don't think i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. but there it was i didn't we didn't travel like, because we had so many kids we didn't like go a ton of places when i was growing up yeah so there's so many places i like haven't seen so it's kind of fun just to be in a different town for a little while and see like a different part of the country or something for sure yeah for sure. that's probably the best part i did a gay resort in dominican republic <gasps> How was it? Um, they hated me, but it was so fun. <laughs> were they older usually? That's they were an older. Old, they were old. well. It was this company that does gay cruises and gay yeah. resorts, and oh. I did a gay resort. And what I learned was that this was a community of people, and they went to about nine of these That's a year. Real. And there was a huge cultural divide between cruises people and <laughs> resorts people. And cruises people were more like party, 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 younger, yeah. like kind of West Hollywoody. <laughs> and this was more like an older crowd, which I happen to love yeah and um and like <laughs> they um i was gonna say oh yeah but i did an hour at what i would call a dead silence and then <laughs> <laughs> afterwards got down it was like wow like hillary Rodham clinton what happened the book and like and then this guy came up to me and he was like hey like i you know i get your whole deal by the way like you know, i have kids who are 29 31 so i can't get everything you did up there and i loved it and i was like amazing like thank you <laughs> yeah and then the next day i was there for one week despite doing one show it was heaven i was swimming yeah. in the pool and i <laughs> swam by him and he was like there's my favorite comedian and i was like oh my god thank you so much like how are you he's like i'm great i've been talking you up all over the resort since everyone's been saying they don't get your humor <laughs> i was like okay cool thank you so much <laughs> uh, it was really fun but it was like a fun little like narrative because it was like when I was going there, I was newly single. I was mm-hmm. like, this is Eat, Pray, Love. This is what Eat, Pray, Love is about. It's about going to this yeah. resort. And I was like, I will have sex at least once at this resort, legally. Yeah. And I got there. It was older, which I don't mind at all. And there was one person who, like, I thought was attractive. And mm-hmm. I was like, in my, I could not learn his name, but I just thought of him as, like, the pointy-faced man. Yeah. And I had two, because his face was kind of pointy in a way that I found erotic and so <laughs> i was always trying to like kind of see what the deal was but i couldn't like crack him and i had these two friends that i made they were my best friends for one week it was this older gay couple i can't stress enough that i talked to them for hours every day i at no point knew what their names were and i never will <laughs> and um they were kind of friends with them but i but, oh no no i would always be like i really want to hook up with the, this pointy faced man like do you know him they're like they were like, who is he? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know his name. Like, his face is pointy is the only descriptor I could give you. They're like, we don't know who that person is. And I was like, okay. And um, 
they were very like it was really fun because it was like a top and a bottom and only the bottom it was like you know when there's two cartoon characters that are always together but only one of them talks yeah. they were kind of that but I said Bert and Ernie, uh, Ernie always yeah um, yeah or like pinking the brain or something yeah. or something <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but like it was that but only one of them would ever talk and he would always be like I would always be exploring about something and his vibe was very like who cares like let's get you some dick and I was like okay and then like but he also was like he loved hacks but he wasn't like at one point, he told me he like uh, he never knew anything about Deborah Vance until he watched Hacks, oh. and I had to explain to him that like Deborah Hacks, Deborah Vance isn't real. But um, uh, anyways, the last there was two theme parties every night. There was a theme <laughs> yeah, party in the afternoon and at night, and yeah. people went out to the point where I was like, "How much luggage do people?" People had like two separate, fully oh, realized nice. costumes for every night of this. Yeah. And the last night was the white party. Mm. And it was like very much prom. Like <laughs> everyone, like the whole last day was kind of like straightening their hair and being like, <laughs> I can't believe it's already the white party. Like I wonder what's going to happen at it. And I was like, yeah, I can't <laughs> believe it. And then at the white party, I was talking to my two friends. Um, And then I went to the bathroom. I saw them talk. Oh no, I was like, oh my God, that I saw him. I was like, that's the pointy face man. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, he's our dear friend. So they brought him over and then we danced and we did hook up that night at we the white party. It was you. serious. I had like more of a pointless 45 minute story and now I feel like I didn't. What are you talking about? Know. You landed the pointy yeah. face guy. I know. We had a really good time, me and that guy. And you, went, you were talking about just be doing, being on a DR yeah. tour. Totally. And the, the rivalship of cruise and, yes. <laughs> and yeah. resort Resorts. folk. And I've been, listen, I've been on it sober. Real, yes. Resort vacay. And there's yeah. theme nights. Yeah. It's, a, it's intense. It's a community. It's a I, lifestyle. It's a, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like when I, when you say like the rival, it's like 100%. There yeah. is a cruise community. Yeah. And there is a resort community. And of course they're older. They can afford Totally. To do it and have the time off to do it. And they've been doing this shit together for years. Yeah. Yeah. They were like family. Those people were family to each other. They, yeah. They weren't. They decided they weren't family to me, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't need that. How long was your show to silence, as you say? It was like an hour. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it was silent. Uh, it was. On, I will say like the um, the acoustics were different. And they were just looking for a different type of like, you know, if you were like someone who could like. All the other acts were like singing cabaret. If you could mm. belt a Broadway tune, you were gonna slay. Yeah. If you or if you were like fully Kathy Griffin and were giving like celeb gossip, that would have slayed. Yeah. If you're if you're me, you're kind of like so my phone charger is insane. <laughs> They're kind of like go home. Like this isn't what we came here for. <laughs> okay, but that's actually one of my favorite jokes. Your phone charger. Oh, thank you so much. Breastfeeding is yes. actually one of my. Most <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's so much. It's brilliant. It's simple, but it's so brilliant. Thank you. And now I only say that my phone is breastfeeding when she charges <laughs> it's amazing so we're gonna do our um little drawings okay right now and uh we so during this part so obviously this podcast is called not cool mm-hmm. and for many different reasons but okay. it's kind of like the whole thing of not cool is cool uh-huh cool kind of situation so what is the most not cool thing about you I think honestly, I'm such a nerd about track and field. Like I watch, um, it's a full like I'm watching meets online that are in like random European cities or it's whatever. Nice there was a meet in Doha, Qatar last yeah. week. That was I'm paying Peacock to show me it, and um, I'm po- I'm posting on message boards. <laughs> I, I'm 
there was like this I posted a long thing on a message board about how this woman Josette Norris like while people might think she has better middle chances at the 5k I actually think she should stick to the 15 which might be a harder team to make but if she can get to world champs it's better shot at the medal I love that you get like hot goss about it (laughs) like the housewives of running it's so drama (laughs) it's so fun a girl in my favorite should I be drawing as well yeah do it it's Full freedom. Okay, Be, cool. I liked your story, though. A girl in my favorite pro group, um, you know, in 2021, like, hadn't raced in a long time, and she was a top U.S. female miler. Okay. And everyone was like, why isn't Shelby racing? Why isn't Shelby racing? Why isn't Shelby racing? <laughs> and then it turned out that she, like, had to – um, she had to race because, like, she needed to run for the Olympic trials because the Olympic tri- Olympics were happening that year. I keep okay. accidentally looking. And – um. <laughs> you're good and um she then she was this nike sponsored athlete and then it came out she wasn't racing because she had tested positive for a steroid and was banned from competition but she maintained that she didn't take any steroids and the only thing she could think of how this particular steroid would get in her system was from eating a large burrito (laughs) at a authentic mexican food truck in portland and so the the gossip was crazy no and so then i noticed that like all of her friends were coming to her defense but i noticed that this one other girl like didn't follow her on instagram and i brought that to the board <laughs> and i ran with that what did you bring to the board that the one girl wasn't following i was her? like just so everyone knows like or the burrito part well the burrito part was like all over the boards because yeah. that was her p- official statement it was like i had this burrito and that i apologize for <laughs> but she didn't come out about not <laughs> oh following my God. yeah was she able to run no she is banned to this day from that bur- and quote she unquote ins- burrito. it's hard because i followed her for years and like it's really hard to believe she would intentionally do that but like but yeah, she's still banned, and her career essentially is over. And people post really mean things. Wow. Yeah. Do you do you ever speaking of? She's basically banned or canceled. Yeah. In some sort of way, do you ever like with stand up and stuff, and even doing podcasts or just speaking in general publicly? Yeah. Do you ever do you have that about fear? you? Fear. Like, uh, fear of cancellation, saying something. That's, you know, all of it, everything that is what it is right now. Yeah. Some days I do have like a deep fear of it, or like it is the worst feeling where you're like, oh wait, have I said something I don't remember that was hurtful that like I don't know about that someone's gonna find out about and like yeah that fear comes and goes i think that like and like people i know have been like canceled and yeah. stuff and so like but then you also see that like i guess i've seen at this point I feel like i've seen so many different models of like handling it mm-hmm. that i'm kind of like i guess i would and i think like recovery concepts help me with that of things of like this isn't about me and like mm-hmm. i'm a small person nothing i do is that important or whatever or, like Keeping ego in check, I think, is helpful totally. with that kind of stuff. So, like, I do fear it, but I'm kind of, like, if that happens, like, I'll look at my own actions and I'll see what was, like, bad and I'll apologize for what I'm sorry for and I won't for what I'm not sorry for and, like, that will work or something. Like, I guess even right now I'm having a sort of mini fear of, like, am I saying the right thing about cancel? Because like, that- right now, right now? just in general well no i'm like i'm noticing something bubble up as i'm speaking where i'm like Mm -hmm. because even it's the topic is like you could be canceled for talking about canceled the wrong way (laughs) do you know what i mean it's true yeah yeah what do you do you have fear of that um yes no of course yeah i think because it yeah it definitely all comes back down to 
Well, it's all about checking yourself because you're yeah. like, why am I so scared? Do I have that belief? Totally. Like totally. It, it really comes down to like, what am I scared of? Yeah. Because if you weren't scared, then you don't have the belief in the first place. It's like all yeah. those kinds of things that have made me, uh, it just goes inward of like a little bit like program, like you yeah. said, where it all kind of comes. I can't control how other people perceive me. Yeah. I can't control what they think of me. Yeah. I can't. If I say something, I could say something that's not even cancelable. But yeah. to somebody it is. Like somebody I've offended. Totally. And I can't <clears throat> please everybody. But I think it's if I can lay my head down on the pillow at night. Right. Feeling okay. Like feeling like I've, you know, my motives were good. Yeah. Was I in line with my moral code kind of a thing. Then, yeah. Which I feel like is I have a pretty good, I, I, I ultimately want love. Like I ultimately yeah. want to uh, affect people in a positive way. Yeah. I know. Well, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's almost like the fear of like, I think anyone doing this, you want everyone who doesn't even know you to like love you and be obsessed with you. And yeah. that's what like, I think when people do get canceled, that's like the biggest loss to them is like, no, but I just don't need everyone to really like me. Yeah. And so I think undoing that part of my brain, that's like, I need these random like people that follow me on Instagram that I've never met and don't know anything about me to like me or something like, yeah, I think on a good day if I like myself and I don't have to worry as much about that. Yeah. 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 But that's what I mean. It, it's all perspective. Like yeah. you can catch me. I'm, you know, like yourself, I'm grounded one day and I'm like, I'm just one among many, man. Yeah. Like it's all good. I was on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the world's big, you know, yeah. like it, this is nothing, but you know, catch me on a, five minutes later and i'm like oh my god you know, know like i'm i just can't you yeah. know this it's so overwhelming so it just yeah it just none of it's perfect i don't go about it perfect i have a lot of fear about yeah. many things about just living yeah <laughs> you know um do you still have do you have that because you know you're sober and so obviously like the alcohol and drugs did something yeah totally i think so wait, what's the question? So like, wait, so now that you don't have drugs and alcohol, like to kind of like subside, I would, do you have, you have big feelings, right? You have bigger feelings? I do. I, well, I get very obsessive about, I get very obsessive about things. Like yeah. very obsessive about things. So I guess I'm always trying to fill the hole with something or like searching for validation in different ways. Yeah. Um, I get very like l down, like low and down. Yeah. My drugs were all that I liked the most were all like kind of uppers, uppers. because I just yeah. love the feeling of like being happy or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get very in self-pity and despair and like, or like very apathetic about my own life, or, like just things like that. Yeah. Those are the biggest like things taking up space, I think. Yeah. Well, what, like, what's your, like, if you had one thing that you would say that goes, like, combats that, like, what would it be that you do? I guess, oh. That helps. I think exercise helps. Mm -hmm. Exercise helps. I think, like, I try, I try to do morning pages where it yeah. makes me, like, get all that stuff out and then I feel maybe a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Or, like, just sit through it and wait for it to change, I guess. Yeah. Well, two I do two of those things. Yeah, which speaking of morning pages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we we before you came on, we were talking about the artist's way, which is a book I've done one time, fully committed. Yeah, and then half ass a few times. I'm but trying to do it this time fully. I've done it two times up to the point where they want you not to like text, and I'm like, I come out. I'm done. I can't. 
but like this time I'm really doing it. I'm not going to text in, in yeah. five weeks or whenever it is. I'm not going to be texting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all. Really quickly before I forget. So this is. Um, that is so good. It's uh, not. You're missing a pupil in one eye, which is that great. Is cre- well, look at mine. That's <laughs> really good. I love oh, that my so eyes good. are on top of my forehead. Like they're like sunglasses that I put on top of yeah. my head with my eyeballs. That's really good. I don't know. I wish I. Pat. Your hair is so is artistically inspiring. Well, <laughs> amazingly enough, every time that I'm drawn, like I'm starting to get a little bit of a complex, but it's okay. Yeah. Like that, I usually have people will give me like two strands of hair, like two strands on one. And like uh, well, one. <laughs> it's because like, you have heard that people want to draw like the each individual strand for. No one wants to just do the shape of that because it's so textured. I have a flat, whatever. So you want to just make one shape. No, I love it. <laughs> no, thank you so much. I oh. lo- it looks really good. Thank it looks you. Really good. You have amazing hair. Oh, thank you. Can yeah. I get a hair sponsor or just a sponsor? Give this girl a hair sponsor. It's anybody? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so you have a show. So I know you have to get going. I'm going to wrap you up because you have a show tonight. Yes. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, California. And what is this show? I'm very excited. We're doing Seek Treatment Live. The Seek Treatment Live show. Yeah, didn't sell out. <laughs> It's exactly a so big theater. It's a huge theater. I know. That's why I don't care. It's very hard to sell. <laughs> oh my god, you're I in know. a theater. I am. A, I have a little bit of a complex about like I used to, you know, live in New York and I would come here like once a year or whatever and do my solo show and it would sell it so quick because I'm never here. Yeah. And then my reps kept bucking me at Dynasty over and over again and it would take more and more like posts to sell out and the last one it didn't and I was like I'm not performing here anymore. They don't like me. They don't care about me. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's a huge theater. It'll be really fun, I'm sure. So my yeah. my friend is going. So that's really fun. Your friend? My friend. What yeah. Friend. My. <laughs> I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you, my friend. Although there's always just one friend, singular. Yeah. But you're doing the podcast. And is Kat your co host? Yeah. Does she live here or in New York? No, she she does travel a lot, but she is based in New York, but she's here like just for a couple of days. So we oh. decided to get one like on the book. So we haven't done it in a second because we've been, you know, in such different schedules so there are always our live shows i will i will say this one nice thing about myself <laughs> our live shows are usually really fun so i'm excited yeah and you've done so you've done previous live shows with your podcast yeah we do we used to when we were both in new york we'll do it at the bell house in gowanus like every oh month God. month and a half or so and they're like an absolute blast so those are those are people those bell house crowds um, but this will be fun too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys, I, I know it's, it's called seek treatment. Yeah. Is it is it sober based? Or is no, it just it's who star- needs treatment on this it, planet? It's it was started as like an ironic thing of like we used to say pepper M or like little stupid quips of like if you like don't text back, seek treatment. You know, oh like yeah, that okay, kind of, like yeah. a fake seek treatment. Yeah. And now we don't really engage with the t- title okay. at all. But it just like is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you guys been doing that? Almost five years. Oh my god. Yeah. Because during do you guys you don't have do you have a studio? Because I've only seen the ones where you're yeah we like, that's what split we're split screen. Almost. We used to be in a studio, then um. Now we're not, and we, <laughs> <laughs> we. I think we want a studio. We always like see everyone else like in a studio. We're like, how did you get it? Like, we don't understand. Yeah. But like, we're also always in different places, so it's it definitely I think affects the quality. Like, it's so much better in person. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't be able to do it if we if we didn't have di- like digital or whatever. But 
I think we want to be back in person soon, but we lately I've done some episodes just like in Catherine's apartment, just like with mics and stuff. And it's been fun. Yeah. We've obviously built up a following. You have a whole touring, touring ish show. We have, which is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. We have like a a not huge, but like really passionate listenership, which is fun. I always joke in the podcast that we have 30 listeners and I don't want any (laughs) more. Like if more than 30 people are listening, it weirds me out. So like we have 30 people who love the show and we love the 30. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I guess because we'll wrap you up, but if there's one piece of advice you could give of experience, well, we won't say advice, one piece of experience that you've learned, what would you, to a an up-and-coming comedian, storyteller, writer, what yeah. would you tell them based on your own experience? This is so what I'm thinking about right now, but it's, um, it is to, uh, just the classic thing of, like, eyes on your own paper, like, don't, like, don't get don't get in your feelings when someone else gets something good or something because mm. it's can be really hard not to do that and like you're always gonna come you're gonna be friends with other comics you're get, it's gonna be really easy to compare yourself with them and sometimes they'll get things that you don't even want and you still feel weird about it and it's like crazy yeah. so I think just like stay in your own lane know what you do and what other people do and that like they should do what they do and you can do what you do and it'll you don't know what it's gonna look like mm. or whatever but like that's okay. Like, I don't know what the model is for my fully realized form or whatever, but I yeah. trust that, like, I'll find it. And I'll, and, you know, it's going to look different than someone else's, and that's okay. And I want them to have nice things, and I want to have nice things. And, like, there's enough for everyone. Yeah. But yeah. I struggle with that for sure. It's like, I, it's my thing I wish I could change the most about myself. I agree. Well, yeah. especially, I think social media contributes to that. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's like, you, yeah that and it's like you be friends with all these other gay male comics and you mm. feel you start and you, it just gets hard it gets dicey but um but yeah i'm really working that's something i'm actively working on right now is like i have a wonderful life and i um don't need to be jealous of anyone it's hard it's like the whole gratitude thing yeah and sometimes you don't feel fucking grateful totally yeah <laughs> but they're like just cultivate the feelings of gratitude and it'll happen i'm like but i don't feel it you know i know, I know. but you know stating those things like taking those actions yeah. to feel like even writing down what you're grateful for or whatever totally it's like, it's actually one artist by thing that i just said this morning that I don't think is true where she's like jealousy can be a roadmap to what you actually want. Cause if you're jealous of something, it means you want it. I'm like, no bitch. I am jealous of many things I don't want at all. And that is true. You know what I mean? What's one thing and then we'll leave. I can't even say it. I'll tell you. Oh, oh, well, let me think of one I could say. I can't tell you about the thing I'm specifically ruminating on. But um, the second thing is like when people get like, um, um, I guess like certain like um att- like attention like social media attention mm. and followership, which isn't even something I necessarily enjoy when I get or like feel the need. But when someone is like huge and celebrated on Instagram in a way that I don't feel because I don't do a lot of like Instagram stuff, yeah, I get so I'll, I can get really like jealous of that. But like I don't. I don't want to just be like a vibe on social media. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. so, so I don't need to like worry if other people do want that and have a lot of fun doing that and like 
have wonderful careers and have a lot of nice <laughs> things because of that. Um, I don't need to worry about that because I don't want to do that. So yeah. Julia Cameron, <laughs> you need to talk about that. <laughs> Julia Cameron, get, she needs to update her shits in social media. Totally. Like, come on. Come on, girl. <laughs> come on, girl. It's a little 1990s, aren't we? Um, but I totally agree and I think a lot of people struggle with that, including myself. Yeah. And um, so what is next for you? Where can people find you? People should find me on my Instagram. I do a lot of amazing stuff on there. I'm you always do. posting the most hysterical videos. I know I want to. That's what I'm doing in artist way. It's like, how can I be more on social in a way that feels good for me mm-hmm. and feels like I'm putting myself out there in a way where people can enjoy it? Because I really only use it right now on the grid for like, come to my show or whatever. And I'm like, I wouldn't follow that person. I wouldn't follow this girl who is, is telling me, trying to sell me tickets. So, but you should follow me. <laughs> Follow me on at Pat Riggs, P-A-T-R-E-E-G-S on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I'm going to start doing more stand-up, I think, during this little strike. So around town. Good. Yeah. You're a brilliant stand-up. Thank you so much. I mean, brilliant. There's no one like you. Thank you. Likewise. There there really isn't. And that's, I think that's... I don't know. I, it's impossible to, to recreate you. And if they do, it's going to be obvious because you're so authentically you. And it's so funny. And if you haven't seen Pat stand up, <sighs> just go to YouTube, go to Comedy Central, go to and JFL, your kind of new faces yeah, yeah. set is on there, which is so funny. Yeah. And I will never look at your eyelashes the same. Oh, yeah. There will definitely be some overlap if you watch all the videos. There will definitely be a couple of jokes that are in all of them. <laughs> Doing the hair thing again. <laughs> <laughs> and swooping the, the strand of hair behind your ear that's not there. <laughs> um, you can come back anytime. Of course. I you have to come on Z Treatment. That would be so much fun. I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Anytime. Yeah. I've never met Kat, but she seems amazing. Yeah, she, she, Anybody who's friends with you is amazing probably mm-hmm. i can't so imagine much. they wouldn't be <laughs> um and yeah if you're well this won't air but i look i'm i would love to come to your show tonight if you do you want to come yeah i kind of do oh of course one thousand percent i've never yeah. been to a live podcast except yeah. for tiger valley oh that's so exciting if you want to come yeah yeah i i always my worst fear is that anyone ever feels pressure to come no to my god no okay, cool. i don't go to a, a ton of shows the only pressure i ever feel is when my imp- improv friends are like can we come see my i know <laughs> i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> only because i did it so no shade totally. but it's hard totally. to be yes, good that the door is closed anyway i'm glad you're here in los angeles i hope if anybody has a sublet uh, yes. or is renting a oh place, if someone has an amazing loving situation for me looking for a temper perm yeah please yeah please la would be really lucky to have you I was new so york fun. is lucky to have you but we would really love to they see you out here enough. So, um, love you. Thanks for coming. Thank I appreciate you. you. Thank you, you so much for having me. Thanks. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. You want more Not Cool? Then go to Instagram and subscribe to Not Cool Pod and or on my own personal page, which is Sarah Highland Rosenstein. And to watch the full videos of the podcast, subscribe to the Comedy Store channel on YouTube. And please don't forget to rate and review and, of course, subscribe. Thanks for listening and watching, you guys. Stay not cool.